It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book. Happy to be with you. I think the trip to fame is, uh, has worn off for everyone at this point. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White is here as well. Good morning. How are you doing today? Good. Yesterday was crazy. I'm, yes, it was. Uh, expecting a little... A little chaos today too. Week twelve NFL. So I, I will I will preface this. I want to go back to college football in a second, yes. but I, I just want to preface this. This NFL slate on paper. If we're not talking about it from a betting perspective, these games stink on paper today. I, they they look they look like a, a dreadful dreadful slate of games here this morning. But you know what? As we prove as we prove on a weekly basis, sometimes these slates that on paper look like they are going to be bad. Those usually produce the really fun ones. That's right. So uh, I, I, this is really me speaking for myself here, reminding me, hey, it's the National Football League. It's a week-to-week lead. We don't know what's going to happen other than the Jets not being able to score touchdowns in this league. That's really the only thing that we know at this point. Uh, just going back to yesterday real quick. Uh, conference championship games are set across the board. Uh, I think the big one that I think got everyone's attention, and you know, I think it's right. We talked about this with Vinny yesterday, with Oregon winning on Friday. Washington, very fortunate to yes. win that game yesterday against Wazoo. Uh, they, they converted a fourth and one in their own end late in the game. They made the kick at the end to win by three. Really no sweat cover if you had the Cougars in that one in yeah. the Apple Cup. But Alex, this is now, this is the Friday game. And I just want to ask you this real quick. We saw this matchup already. Washington won by a field goal in Seattle. This is pushing 10. There's open north of seven at books that opened it. Now it's nine and a half across the board at places that have it up. When you have a matchup like this where, look, Oregon is a buzzsaw right now. To me, they're the second best team in the country at the moment. Washington is playing closer to the 10th best team in the country than the second best team. But isn't there going to be a moment probably if this thing touches 10 and it's like, okay, you know what? I kind of have to take Washington and the buzzsaw buzzsaws me. So be it. Yeah, I do agree with you, though. Oregon is the second-best team in the country right now. Power ratings, everything for a lot of people. And Washington has been slipping up here. But Oregon has a lot to play for, right? They, If they win this, they do have a chance of still being in the playoffs. So they could just step on the gas and keep going. But have to look at the numbers. I don't disagree with you. That 10 is a big number for these two going head-to-head. All I will say is, if Oregon wins on Friday night here in Vegas and does not make the playoff, it is a farce. It is a complete and utter farce because we are going for the four best teams into the college football playoff. And what Oregon has done since they lost to Washington, forget being one of the four best teams in the country. They've, like we said, we both have them right now currently number two. I would argue they've been the best team in the country the last six weeks. Uh, I, I think they're going to, I do think Oregon's going to win. I don't know what I'm doing on the spread yet. I do think they're going to end up in. And of course, uh, yesterday, the result, I think, uh, again, I, we, we both won on this game, but boy, Auburn fourth and 31, you give up a touchdown. Come on. Pathetic, pathetic that that happened. Credit to Bama though. You made the play. Right. Uh, Mill wrote a bond. Uh, and Bama at least stays alive in the college football playoff running. If they beat Georgia, uh, again, I don't know if they deserve to be in, but they will have a great case to sneak in the back door to college football playoff. And also, too, I will say this. 
for Florida State, credit for them for winning. Credit, uh, credit Florida for having no idea how football works. Even though I will say on that run by Rodemaker, it was obvious as soon as he took off that Florida was going to commit a penalty on that play. And boy, did they not fail us. Spectacular <laughs> fashion for that unnecessary roughness. But if Florida State loses this game to Louisville on Saturday, it wouldn't, and again, sorry, betters of Florida State, sorry, Florida State fans, would probably be better off for the Final Four if Florida State loses to Louisville on Saturday because that team that they that we saw yesterday in the swamp, that is not even close to being a top four team in the country. No, you are completely right. And Louisville lost yesterday, they so sure I'm sure that was uh, a look ahead for them. So I think they they will be ready for their uh, championship game. Alex, what will you remember of the three hours Mark Stoops was the head coach of Texas A&M? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, silly season is the best in college football. Uh, of course, that was a fun rumor last night. Who knows yeah. what a is going to hire uh, right now. All right, let's let's get to it, NFL. Uh, of course, shorter card today. Four games already off the board with the three on Thanksgiving and then uh, the Hell Mary and the Miami win on, on Friday against the Jets. Uh, let's start in Houston. This is, to me, clearly the best game of the morning. The Jags on the road at the Texans. Boy, the Houston Texans, a win total of six and a half going into the year. With a win today, the Houston Texans will go over on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And forget that. They will be in first place yep. in the AFC South by themselves because of the season sweep over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Alex, the Jags are one and a half on the road. 48 is the total. What, if anything, are you doing with this one? So I teased the Texans up, got them at seven and a half, and a little bit on the money line here. This okay. team is playing so good that, as you mentioned, they already beat the Jags in week three. And I think that was really the turning point for C.J. Stroud. That's where he got really comfortable in this league. Since then, they've lost two road games, but they have been phenomenal at home. They're back at home hosting the Jags, averaging 30 points at home, giving up 20.6. And I think their defense is really underrated at this point. So we'll see what we get from the Jags. I know Trevor Lawrence and them are going to give their best effort, but we'll get it from both sides. I wish the total wasn't at 48 because I could really see this game being a shootout going back and forth. You know, it is a high total. I would definitely not bet this under. I can tell you that right now, even though this is, this has been one of those has been bopped up through the week, 46 and a half. It opened behind us. It has moved all over to join. Got as high as 48 and a half. Uh, been toggling between 48 and a half and 48 over the last uh, few hours here at the South Point. Uh, our friend Vinny, who we'll see in about 15 minutes, would be overjoyed with what I'm about to say. We have two-way action at the desk <laughs> on this one. I'm on Jacksonville. Now, I know that Houston has owned this matchup. Houston has won 12 out of the last 13. They won earlier in the year on the road in Jacksonville. Last year, they won. Houston won in Jacksonville. Jacksonville came back. Now, granted, the Texans by the end of last year were as bad as anyone in football. And I will say this: uh, we're uh, we're we're in a scenario where uh, I would be looking at Jacksonville money line instead of laying the one and a half here, a uh, dollar twenty mostly across the board. I think that's good. Yeah, I, I think I just would not mess around again. I don't want to lose over ten cents. I don't want to lose a game that could I very easily 24-23, 28-27. A lot of scores that I think could have Jacksonville landing one. I'll just lay the short money line price 
And if Houston, let's put it this way, if Houston wins the game, obviously I wasn't winning the one and a half anyway. So I, I just think Jacksonville is better. And with Houston, as great as Stroud has been at times, I'm just concerned about how the turnovers are starting to pop up. He threw three last week against Arizona. The Cardinals just weren't able to take advantage. The week before, the only reason since he got back in that game was Stroud threw a really bad pick six after Burrow threw an interception going in for the Bengals. If Jacksonville's able to force turnovers today, they'll convert them, and Jacksonville wins this game. Where this game could go haywire for me is if Trevor Lawrence starts throwing the ball all over the place, which is also in play, Alex. The only thing I will say about C.J. Stroud is he has made mistakes, but he does not allow it to bother him. He has contained himself, and we saw that with Cincinnati, right? He did. He made a mistake, but then he got them right back into that game and threw that winning touchdown. So I, I don't know. I agree with you. I think it can go either way. This is the best game on the morning spot, and uh, I'm excited to watch it. The uh, the way this all breaks down here, if Houston wins, they will be in first place in the AFC South. On their, Again, same record, but they would have the half-game hook because of the 2-0 record against the Jacksonville Jaguars so far this year. All right, let's go to a game that, behind us, uh, Chris and company took a gigantic bet on Indianapolis earlier in the week in minus yeah. two. Now the Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites across the board against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Total 45 on this one, Alex. Alex, I'm going to give you the floor because I have absolutely no idea what to do with this one. So I jumped in early when the Colts were minus one and a half, only because I did think that number was going to move. I made them minus three and a half. I also went over 42 and a half, and uh, that's my favorite play here. I've been saying it all year long. Colts play so fast. Now they're coming off a bye week. So I think we're going to see points here, especially because both these defenses play back a little bit and allow their. Um, opponent to move down the field and then they try and really stop them in the red zone uh but both of these offenses can can score so that's my favorite the over but i am on the colts minus one and a half i was okay. happy to see that other betters were jumping on that but could go either way we'll see what we get from baker mayfield um he's been a little inconsistent you know not him in general but the team the bucks have been a little inconsistent we've seen fantastic performances from them and then them not show up so Colts off a of bye week. That's what I'm going with here. They'll be refreshed. I know it's a step up in competition because the last two teams they played were the Panthers and the Patriots. They won both of those, but extra time to prepare. Just need Minshew to protect the football. No turnovers here. Indianapolis is actually in a very good spot, all things considered, for where we thought they would be going into the year. They're 5-5. Five and five. If they win today, their schedule is super soft the rest of the way. You get the Titans next week. You get the Burrowless Bengals the week after that. Home games with Pittsburgh, Houston, and and the uh, Raiders left on the schedule. Uh, it went today. I don't care that Anthony Richardson got hurt and you're on your backup quarterback. Indy's got a shot at to make the postseason. As wild as that is with a first-year coach, a rookie quarterback going down in week three, a defense that really is not any good. But here we are. Again, this is kind of what has happened in the AFC this year where – the, yeah, the top teams are still going to have pretty splashy records, but that middle is very, very all over the place and mediocre. So Indy may be one of those teams that could take advantage here with a weak schedule going down the stretch at 5-5. Five and five. 
again, Alex uh, on the Colts earlier in the week on the over as well in this one. I crossed this one off immediately. Maybe an in-game scenario for that one. All right, let's go to the Meadowlands. The game of the day. Well, actually, you know what? That's an insult to the next game. The second best game of the day. <laughs> the Patriots and the Giants. Uh, you know, I, I, we all get on Tommy DeVito. I, I still don't think he's an NFL quarterback by any stretch, but he kid played, played well last week, genuinely played well in her upset win on the road yeah. in Landover against the Commanders. The Patriots had a bye week last week, so for Patriots fans, I think that was a relief that they didn't have to watch this team play football. Uh, the Patriots are 2-8. and eight. They're on the road. They have been bet up to four and a half point favorites in this game, Alex. The total is the lowest on the board today at 39, at 35 and a half, 35 and a half on that one. That's actually up from 33 and a half at the bottom. Uh, at three, I thought this was good with New England. Definitely not at four and a half, though. I completely agree. And Mac Jones is going, but yes, he is. Bailey Zappi will be available. Um, nothing for me in this game. If I were to do anything, I'd probably tease the Giants up because it is such a low total. No one's really expecting um, too much points being scored here. So I think the Giants could hang in there if you tease that four up to ten and a half. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what we get from Tommy DeVito here after that big 31-19 win over the Commanders. Um Oh, I did take a little prop bet, though, Saquon Barkley, because he has really been the workhorse for this Giants team. Um, I took over 98 and a half rushing and receiving yards together. I will say this again with this one. I, the Patriots are number two in, in the big survivor pool this week, which, again, kind of shows the quality of games and the quality of teams that have already been used or are playing this weekend and in that big one in town where you had to use a Thursday-Friday game in order to even make it to this weekend. It, it, I normally don't pre, pre-flop middle, but if there was ever a spot to take the Patriots three and take the Giants four and a half and get this game to land four, this would be one I would consider doing it with. Now, I think the Giants are terrible. I think last week had more to do with Washington than it had to do with the Giants. Giants just own them for whatever reason. But it's four and a half points on the road with Mac Jones and a team that is not good around him. It is very hard now, if you miss this number, to justify hopping in late. Agreed. I agree. And I'm sure a lot of people are thinking Bill Belichick off a bye week, so they are supporting the Patriots here against this Giants team. But, yeah, as for me. Now the actual game of the day. Two rookie quarterbacks in Nashville. The Titans taking on the Panthers. You know, I think this is all you need to know about Carolina here. The Titans are three and seven. The Titans, since Levis's little flourish at the beginning, where Levis looked great against Atlanta in that first start, but since then has really come back to earth with a good enough performance against Pittsburgh that could have won the game if their defense held up. And back-to-back really bad performances against Tampa and Jacksonville. That team that is three and seven is a three and a half point favorite today against an NFL team. That's how bad Carolina has looked. Carolina's one and one and nine. Their only win is against Houston, which in retrospect is pretty wild now with right. how well Houston has played. But Alex, I, I will say this because Tennessee was the number one survivor selection and i think they are going to be consensus in a lot of pools across the country 
I actually think Carolina's going to pull this thing out right today. I, you know, it, it's just one of those where Bryce Young has looked terrible, and there's no arguing that. But I think there's something to Bryce Young against these other guys who were drafted high. Yes, I know he lost to Tyson Bajant earlier in the year. That didn't hit the same as the C.J. Stroud game, where everyone was saying Young versus Stroud. Stroud has been so much better than him. And Young actually outplayed Stroud in that game. I, I think there is something to that where he has been hearing the noise. You've been terrible. You're bust. Well, 10 games into your NFL career. Goes up against another guy that we should have taken over you. And I think Bryce Young plays well today. And Carolina pulls this thing outright. I'm not going to fight you on that at all. I didn't do anything in this game because the Titans... They have been such a disappointment. You were talking about the Colts and how they could win that division. And the Titans really just gave it away. They didn't even try it to win this. Um, I know they lost, or they benched Ryan Tannehill. Her her bench. It was the right decision regardless. Right. So I just think they have so much talent and they don't play up to their ability. So I didn't do anything here. They should cover this three and a half easy. But... Weird things happen in the NFL, and Carolina could pull this one off. Yeah, again, I could be very wrong. And I've been very wrong in the past, and it will not be the last time I've been very wrong. But I could also be very right here, Alex. But again, this is, I think this is just one of those where Tennessee is one of, is one of there are a few teams now in the league that I just don't think should be north of three against anyone. Granted, I like New England at three against the Giants, and they're one of those teams. Tennessee's in that collection of about five or six teams that I just don't think should be north of three against anyone in this league. The only kind of pushback, too, is Coach Vrabel is a really good coach. Sure, so sure. I I think he'll have a good game plan for this struggling Carolina team who really hasn't been able to do anything offensively, and their defense is pretty dreadful. So expect a big game from Derrick Henry, getting the ball a lot, and um, we'll see. We'll see. It could end up being a good game. I know you don't like a lot of these games on the slate, but this one could end up being a good one. Let's hit one more before our guy Vigenzo comes in. The Pittsburgh Steelers are road favorites at the Cincinnati Bengals today. The power of no Joe Burrow. Jake Browning makes his first NFL career start. The Bengals, uh, again, desperation setting in for Cincinnati at 5-5 five and five today. And a brutal schedule schedule the rest of the way for the Bengals with a guy who before last week had only thrown three NFL passes. Uh, Steelers, we know what's happened with them this week. They fire Matt Canada. There's the report yesterday that Deontay Johnson and Minka Fitzpatrick got into it after the game last week in the locker room, which I would say probably was a big leading factor to Canada finally being out. Um, But Alex, I can't do anything with this game. I don't think Pittsburgh should be favored on the road against mostly everyone in the league, but it is Jake Browning. So how I don't know how you can bet this game, especially now, if you like Pittsburgh, you missed the boat. You need to bet this thing on Wednesday. Yes, and that's exactly what I did. I bet Pittsburgh money line. Um, Steelers lead the NFL with a plus 11 turnover margin. They have found ways to win games. Why not this one against mm-hmm. Jake Browning here? Plus, they just lost to Dorian Thompson-Robinson and the Browns. So Mike Tomlin's going to have his team ready. I actually think that firing, too, is going to help this team because not only did the team, the city, and, uh, you know, we heard chants from around the country to fire Matt Canada. So I think this will be a big game for the Steelers and uh, maybe a big game for Pickett here. 
No, you can't blame Canada anymore. Can't blame Canada anymore if you're Pittsburgh. And all eyes are on Kenny Pickett now because there are a lot of things circulating the last few weeks, a lot of ugly-looking tape from Kenny Pickett. We have to see how much of that is him, how much of that was just bad play calling and a bad offensive system that Mad Canada is running there in Pittsburgh. So we'll see. I couldn't do anything on this. I, I just... Total's 36 and a half. I think that's right. I think it should be ridiculously low. Agreed. It's Jake Browning. Again, we're dealing with a guy who I don't think should be starting an NFL game. Now, granted, there have been at least 10 guys this year that have started an NFL game that should not be starting NFL games at any point, especially not in 2023. But we'll see how it goes in this one. Uh, For Steelers, if the Steelers win this game today, Alex, okay, Pittsburgh is six and four. If they win and move to seven and four, their next two games are at home against Arizona and home against New England. An over 500 season probably gets wrapped up by December 7th, which means we get to say Matt Neverett's favorite stat of all Mike Tomlin still has not had a losing season in the National Football League. That's breaking news, everyone. I don't think anyone knew that uh, before today. <laughs> we get back. Vinny Maliulo on set. We'll get, we'll get uh, what's going on behind the book. We'll also ask Vinny how the book did yesterday in a very chaotic final Saturday of the college football regular season. That's next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio. South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. gaming amenities include over 60 table games and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Megabucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world. Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part? Blackjack always pays three to two. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn. And so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Baccarat, Pie Gal Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Happy to be with you as always. Alex White is here. And look who wandered in. Our guy. The best hair in the business. Hall of Famer himself. 
Vinny Malia. <laughs> just wandering around. That's all. Just well, you know, you know taking what, in the sights. You got to take a page out of Jimmy's book every once in a while, right? Yeah. Well, I do. I go outside. I get some air. That's what I do. Not to the spot. I secure the parking the parking lot. <laughs> how was uh, how was your day yesterday, Alex? Did you uh, pretty good day? Yeah, you had a good day, Jeff. You uh, cast some tickets. Bizarro day for me. Yeah, it was well, there was some bizarre, yeah, yeah, some but, bizarre yeah, finishes. It, it, so, yes, some some very good, some very bad, and some oh well, we'll take some pushes across the board. Were were you one of the uh, folks that ran up to the counter uh, with with a, an Alabama teaser? No, at the no, I was not. <laughs> wow. How about that? It's a touchdown. No, it's not. Let's reflash the uh, final. That's why you never you, – we can't – put when something like that happens, people will ask what happened. You look go, wait a second before we post this. Let's just make sure. And if you're a better, don't tear up your tickets. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't realize they didn't rule that a touchdown. Until you mentioned it right now, Vinny. Oh yeah, I thought I I, I had it all written down and everything. All Alabama thirty three twenty four. No, had it all written down. No, <laughs> no, they uh, they so they actually flashed the score. No, I know they flashed and the announced touchdown. it. Then it came back. Right? No, it's yeah. so anyway. Uh, just a little something there. Oh man. By the way, uh, Jeff, is it? Are you spearheading the uh, the movement to uh, hire Matt Canada? For the Jets. No, I don't. Okay. Why, why are we doing this to ourselves, Vinny? Well, I don't know. Just, you know. Vinny, if the Jets don't win another game the rest of the season, it might be the best possible result for them at this point. All right. Point. Let's go to today. I'm Regardless. Sorry. Thank sorry. goodness. Too we don't soon. Have, I know. Thank goodness we don't have to watch them today. Wait, we how was the day for you guys yesterday? Yesterday was uh, it was okay. It was a good day. It wanted to be an, uh, an okay day, Alex. You know, uh, we, had a, we had a good mix. You know, we had, there's the mix of uh, uh, favorites. Again, just to, uh, to reiterate from our side of the counter, you never just want all underdogs. You know, you, you you want a nice a nice blend, a nice mix. Um, you know, when I was in yesterday, we were talking about, uh, of course, the, uh, the the Michigan Ohio State game. We wound up needing Michigan for a, a pretty good number, and that last field goal uh, was was pretty definitive. So uh, that wound up being a good day for the house. But there were some uh, some good games uh, for the, for the public yesterday, and uh, it wound up being a, a, a nice mix. And uh, good business and it setting up for today quite well. I just want to ask you before we get to today, uh-huh. because the conference championship games are set. Same yep. schedule for you guys with releasing numbers or, or, or are those numbers going to pop a little earlier? I you think, know? you know, Chris and I were just uh, talking about that in the back. I mean, you know, tonight we'll put out next week's NFL like we always do. Mm-hmm. I, I think tomorrow, I mean, again, it, it's up to Chris if, if we think that uh, tonight's not. You still want to go through some box scores just to and, and reconfirm uh, some injuries. Um, Florida State, we know we saw quarterback. But, well, both both were backups yesterday, and we wound up with a third-string quarterback uh, for Florida State there for a time, and then, uh, you know, the uh, young man came back in and, uh, and, and finished the game. So you just want to make sure that, uh, you know, health is there. Uh, it, it's not going to cost any business if you wait uh, an extra day, although you still have some of the Thanksgiving crowd here. So, um, but I'll tell you what, when I go back, uh, I'll, I'll ask Chris and, uh, and I'll, I'll text it out to you. Oh, oh I'm I, one other college thing. Cause we had this discussion yesterday because uh-huh. the books that put up Oregon and Washington already, that thing's nine and a half. Nine and a half now. Yeah. I saw nine, yeah, uh, nine yeah. and a half. Now. And yesterday we were talking again on air, you know, I, I think, uh, I, I had it come to six yesterday, but then again, that was before the adjustment. I mean, look, it, Washington escaped. They were lucky yesterday. yesterday. And so now that doesn't mean that it's, you know, a, a, a huge, uh, you know, you know this, this huge swing, uh, but still something that, that 
comes into account. And again, it's current form, right? And when you look at current form, and when I say current form, if you look at what Oregon has done and how they've played since the loss to Washington and how Washington has looked and played, I mean, Washington's escaped more games, right? And credit them for that. Listen, right. I'm not going to take it away from them. But Oregon has been much more dominant in their performances. So it's a matter of yesterday adjusting Oregon up even some more and, uh, you know, tweaking uh, tweaking Washington down a little bit. So, uh, you know, from my six yesterday to a uh, an eight or nine, and now nine and a half is not shocking. Let's go to the, today. <laughs> the game of the day, as I said, Vinny, or excuse me, the second best game of the day. I, I, I need to be be right on that. New England and the Giants. Yeah. Uh, Tommy DeVito against Mac Jones. It is going to be Mac Jones to yeah, start. Yeah, looks but like I it, right? I think we're going to get some uh, Bailey Zappy as well. In this game. <laughs> the team is 2-8, and eight and they're four and a half point favorites on the road, Vinny. Bet that way. Let's remember this. Yes, okay. bet that way. Three yeah. and a half, yeah. three yeah. And a half uh, last Sunday night, and um, down to three, then three and a half, then four, four and a half uh, between last night and this morning. It, it's been... An, it's been all Patriots money, and uh, that's not—that's uh, th not just the public here. This is more professional money uh, grabbing uh, uh, this uh, the, this Patriot. Well, number. I said, don't you think the Sharps—they love Bill Belichick still, and he's coming off a bye week, so they're yeah. going to support him, especially going against Tommy DeVito, even though he had a great game last week. He did the Commanders. Well, you know, and again, too, you know, when when you look at DeVito, you've you've got to. It's almost like a two-headed monster because of Saquon Barkley. I mean, and, and Barkley's looked really good the last couple of weeks, oh, and yeah. and and he's helped, you know, Devito's cause. So that's that's so you figure, yeah, okay. To your point, Alex, uh, I could see where betters are going to say, okay, look, we're going to take away Barkley, right, and let Devito beat us. But then again, you've got Mac, you've got, you know, a real unsettled yes. situation at quarterback for the for the Patriots as well. So. Uh, but four and a half on that one, and that is uh, very respected uh, money right there. All I, all I will say is, Vinny, and I said this to Alex earlier, if you have a three earlier in the week on New England, mm -hmm. I almost never say go for the pre-flop middle, especially. You're going to take four point. and a half, yeah. I think you're obligated to yeah. take the four and a half. Well. And, and, and manage your money in the way whichever side you happen to like better having more on the side you like more you know it's it, it, it's it's a good point jeff it's not a uh surprising that but but what is a little surprising is they're they're still waiting to take this four and a half it's not like it just got gobbled up right away you know oftentimes i say uh you know when you get to a certain number don't blink you know it, yeah. it'll 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 disappear rather quickly this is not <laughs> so it kind of makes you wonder if uh, if there is going to be uh, a significant uh, buyback play. Which is funny because I saw two threes pop up yesterday, and mm -hmm. uh, those are still there as well, which I was pretty surprised about with the Ravens and the Eagles. Oh, well, yeah. Um, so the uh, the Eagles are sitting at three right now, and uh, uh, the, the Ravens are sitting at three. Now, again, the thing about those two games, they're this afternoon too, so I think – what happens, so public will already have them in some multi-leg plays, but they'll also wait for the results of the morning and then cash their morning tickets and, you know, and then uh, make their afternoon plays. Um, 
professionals, Alex, you're going to watch and see, okay, do I see a three and a half or do I see a two and a half perhaps? Right. And then, and then, and, and react sooner. But again, carryover, I think is going to, uh, certainly, uh, impact how those, those games move this afternoon. There was a late injury pop that just happened in the Philly game. Lane Johnson goes from unlisted to questionable, mm-hmm. which if he doesn't play, that's a gigantic deal. Uh, as we saw earlier in the year, that their only loss against the Jets, Lane Johnson got hurt early in that game, yeah. and Philly couldn't block. Buffalo, if that defense has a strength at this point, it is that pass rush, which has been great, and is second in the NFL in sacks this year. So that is something. We'll get to that game a little later. Uh, I may uh, I may be a little more cautious with how I play that if Johnson doesn't go. Uh, with well, the, the Goddard injury too, Jeff. To just Sure, yeah, Goddard, right. Goddard, that, we that, knew Goddard that was going to play. Yep, uh, yep. That definitely impacts it. But again, we did see the Bills incur uh, you know, some more defensive injuries last week, right? So, uh, But that said, uh, you know, when the game was three and a half, they did, they did grab the, the, the three and a half, which, which is not shocking. The other early games that we've already touched, Vinny, uh, Houston-Jacksonville, which is the best game of the morning, uh, si- sitting steady at one and a half. Uh, Indy up to two and a half against, uh, against Tampa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carolina-Tennessee, uh, a pretty brutal game at three and a half. It-, it is just one of those where it does feel like on paper, all right, not, not, maybe one of these early games are good. But that usually means we get some sort of chicanery, whether it's betting-wise or it's just these games being out of control. Well, I think what you also have seen, right, is how many games come down to that last possession, right? Sure. And, and so and when you look at these numbers, where where's, so many games are hovering around, you know, from pick to three, I mean, the, look, it, it could go either way, right? And, you know, from our perspective, that's where the balance comes in in terms of results. If it's if it's one sided, then okay. Then we're just gonna you know we're gonna pay out and uh, and and watch those long long lines not only this morning but this afternoon as well. So, but what's interesting is the Panthers Titans. You mentioned it. That game uh, it it doesn't look like much of a game on paper, but it's still an NFL game. It's still a morning game. We we've lost four games are done for the week. So you know yep. So it's still going to to get some play. Now I will tell you this that. That's a game that when you when you look at it now, the reason it's approached, let's say the Ohio State, Michigan game in terms of handle is because of carryover, right? So again, it's it's here it is on on the fourth day uh, of of a of a four day weekend. So Steelers, Bengals, mm-hmm. no Joe Burrow. We have Jake Browning in for the Bengals. Has it been all Steelers money? Oh yeah. Uh, this is a game open pick, uh, and it, it has been uh, it it has been uh, all Steelers, Alex. In fact, um, when when you look at it, uh, I think you know are some folks you know I think folks that were waiting for three that didn't happen they grabbed the two and a half because we were at two and a half, and uh, I'm noticing right now that uh, that you know Chris just went back to two, so okay. um, never got uh, never got there. Um, so you know you, it's still which which is is it. We're going to find out more about the Steeler offense, yes, I, I think, now today. With uh, with now it's on picket, right, and not just the coaching staff. I want to go to Cleveland and Denver real quick uh, before before we let you let you go back to work, Vinny. Um, Denver's two now, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with a rookie quarterback, of course, with a DTR making his third career start. Yep. 
Uh, this has been, we, we talk about togglers all the time. Mm -hmm. This has been a toggler between one and a half and two the entire week. We did get up to two, two and, and a half, half middle, a middle, yeah. Uh, yeah, middle of the week. Yeah, it, I, not, I don't, Chris and I, actually, this was the game that we talked about more than any other early game right before I came on. And you, you wondered if it was a, a false move just to, to maybe, you know, get the price down a little bit. Uh, but it, it's been pretty much all Denver this morning. Um, obviously the Browns defense has carried them the, really the entire season. Um, I, I, you know, Denver's defense is okay. I think the difference here is the quarterback situation. And I think, you know, how, how much longer, I mean, how, how long can, can the Browns, you know, pull something out, especially now, uh, with Dorian Thompson, uh, you know, under center here. So, uh, when you, when you look at, how the the Broncos have reasserted themselves or really turned things around uh, with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Obviously, now they they seem to be on the same page. Not a real surprise here that there's Bronco money showing again an afternoon game. It'll have carryover. Wouldn't shock me if this number keeps going up. It's a tough one for betters. I I had to back the Browns here early in the week, but. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, their defense has been keeping them in there. So we'll see if they can do yeah. it again. I guess I haven't completely bought into the Denver Broncos just yet. So this will mm -hmm. be a big game. But DTR, it's his third start now. And it was a big improvement from that first to yeah. the second. Obviously, there were some weeks in between. And he had some time. And this one, it's back to back. But, you know, he did. It wasn't great. But he did good. And um, I think he can carry this yeah. team again. Mm -hmm. I had no idea what to do with this game because they're the only thing that kind of popped for me was actually betting this game over, mm -hmm. which I know may come as a surprise. But when you look at Cleveland's ro home road splits, mm -hmm. they're the best defense in the NFL by a wide margin at home. When they go on the road, they've had some real clunkers yeah. away at, from home. Look at the Seattle game, right? I mean, I, Seattle, I mean, right? the, the, I mean, they won the game in Baltimore, but they gave up over 30 points in that game. Uh, you had the, uh, you had the game in, in Indy where the refs bailed them out. They gave up 38 in that game. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, they, they have been a different defense away from home. They also gave up 26 to Pittsburgh, but that was also uh, a lot to do with the fact that Deshaun Watson was handing uh, Pittsburgh say, 14 yeah. points in that game. Yeah. Uh, but it is, a, it, it is a pretty stark home road split for Cleveland's defense. And for the Broncos, Broncos have been giving up a lot of yards. They just have been bending but not breaking the last mm -hmm. six weeks. That's yeah. the big difference from what we saw at the beginning of the year where they were bending and just breaking in half all the time. And again, I think you're going with a, a, a veteran quarterback here. If you're taking the Broncos, you're going with a veteran quarterback uh, that's kind of reasserted himself. Uh, at one point, you, Jeff, too, you mentioned the, the totals. There were some low totals that have been bet over, and that includes the, uh, the Patriots-Giants, which is now – uh, up to 35 and a half right there. You probably see some, uh, maybe some 36s at some point. That game, uh, you know, yesterday was 33 and a half, right? So some movement on that total. Uh, you know, Panthers haven't gotten back up yet, but I wonder if we're going to see something, a little uh, a little movement there. Uh, 36 and a half to the Steelers, right? That, that Steeler offense should, should kick in again. So up, up to 34 and a half. <laughs> Uh, there, so you you know, and then thirty seven uh, and a half on the uh, the Browns Broncos, which was uh, thirty five 
uh, about a day, a day and a half ago. So some movement there. But again, those are those are uh, mid thirty totals. Not a real shock that uh, the public is saying, "Gosh, we they, they got they have to go just like Iowa, right? They have to, they can't go under 20, uh, 26. Well, hey, this week you know, the Iowa with 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 some of the numbers that are out there, uh, Michigan is uh, the most common numbers I've seen. Michigan twenty three with a total of thirty five and a half. Yeah, which is a go. whole lot of fun for that one. There, there you go. That's a uh, good. One, I, I did lie though. One, one last one. I need You're to ask you about. Sorry, sorry, you're the host. You can lie. Sorry, uh, Kansas City and uh, Kansas City here to take on the Raiders. Uh, Max Crosby looks like he's going to try. Yeah, he made the. Uh, yeah. He's on the injury list, right? Yeah, he was doubtful, yeah. and now it looks like he's going to try. Uh, Casey did touch ten on that Crosby news. Now it's back to nine and a half, Vinny. Yeah. Uh, is there going to be an influx of Raider money at some point here, or no? I, I, I think so. I mean, we've you know. If, for the most part, I think all but two games this year have seen a lot of Raiders support. Of course, uh, if 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 folks see uh, Crosby warming up, then I mean, yeah, they'll grab him. I mean, and and again, do the do the Chiefs just keep dropping dropping balls? I mean, and their wide receiver core uh, is also got some uh, some added injuries as well. So uh, I think uh, one or two guys that got moved up from the uh, from the practice squad. So at you know, but. There'll be chief support there, but they'll be. We know what the threshold is to get the Raider money, and obviously ten is it. Uh, but the Raider fans here, are, they're they're loyal. They'll they'll back them. So I, yeah, there'll be some more Raider money today. Vinny, we'll let you go back to work. Vinny Malioul, everyone. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we got one more game that uh, Alex is going to try to tell tell me to uh, sell me on it being a good game in Atlanta with the Saints and the <laughs> <Absolutely>. Falcons. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, a few more late games to get through here on Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grand View Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grand View Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. 
Welcome back in Sports by the Book. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Big thanks to Vinny Maliolo for hopping in with us. Alex White still alongside me. All right, let's get to it. The game that Alex says is a much better game than I think it's going to be today. An NFC South battle between two teams that, look, the New Orleans Saints, if the playoffs started today, would be in at 5-5 five and five as the NFC South champions. And it would also probably be a gigantic dog against Dallas at home in the first round. But here we are with the Falcons hosting the Saints. The Falcons still squarely in this thing, two games under at 4-6. and six. Uh, The betters have bet New Orleans this week. Two-point favorites now on the road. Desmond Ritter gets the start yet again. Uh, back in after a few weeks of Heineke, Derek Carr, after that shoulder injury suffered a few weeks ago, healthy enough to go today for New Orleans. Saints 2, 41 and a half. What are you doing here, Alex? So any game that is opens as a pick, you know, that you should have a good game and a division game. So these two, I feel like they are very similar teams. So we'll see what we get from both of them. I Took a little bit on over here, over 41 and a half, because I think we're going to get a lot of back and forth between these two. Interested to see what we get with Derek Carr, because I know he suffered a, had a concussion two weeks ago. They're coming off a bye week. Both teams coming off a bye week. And I told you, Jeff, I didn't pick a side here because I was leaning to the Falcons, but you made a great point of what you think could happen. And I think, I think we're going to see a great game from Desmond Ritter after being benched. He's going to look like he's their guy, and they're going to move forward with him from here on out. But I, as you said, what's going to happen is Falcons are going to have the lead the entire time and find a way to lose it. That is why I did not bet a side here. So over 41 and a half for me in this game. I did just take a piece of Atlanta first quarter. That's okay. what I ended up doing, where to get a quick start from Ritter. Uh, obviously, a ton of push outs, uh, push, uh, uh, outs for that, where 3-3, three, 7-7. Three, seven, seven, uh, plenty of ways to push that first quarter, as we know. Uh, but I, I really don't like this New Orleans team. I don't like either of these teams. I, I think Atlanta is just wasting all this offensive talent where Agreed. Arthur Smith refuses to get his good players enough touches. And we all know my thoughts on Ritter at this point. I think he's, uh, well, not a Tim Boyle's a regular starting NFL quarterback. He's quarterback 31 now in the NFL, uh, Ritter is. Uh, and you you look at, you look at the way that Atlanta has played, uh, and you look at the way that their schedule breaks the rest of the way. You're the Falcons. The path to win this division is very much there. The schedule's a joke the rest of the way. You get New Orleans twice. You get Tampa at home. You get Carolina again. You get the Bears in Chicago, which, granted, that may not be like, – it could. we could have a lot of bad weather on New Year's Eve in Chicago, as we know – they get Indy at home, which is a winnable game, and they play the Jets next week or are incapable of scoring a touchdown. So the path's there. There are there are seven games left. Even at four and six, a five and two seven game stretch probably gets you home with a nine and eight record this year to win this division. And there is no reason with all that talent to not think they are capable of it. But then you remember they're the Atlanta Falcons. So <laughs> we have seen problem. a lot, we've seen more of Bijan Robinson. Lately, still not and, enough for my liking. Yeah, so we'll see what we get today, especially with Desmond Ritter back in there, because that was kind of the weird part with their first five games, right? We weren't seeing mm -hmm. him give him the ball enough. So, yeah, we'll see. I'm hoping for a good game between these two. Let's uh, let's go to uh, the Rams and the Cardinals here. Big mover here. Rams up to three now uh, at, on the road at Arizona. 
Uh, there were numbers all over the place this week. Uh, as low as yeah. the even in some spots, the Rams were getting a point at some point earlier this week. This has been all over the place. Uh, I, at three, I can't do anything with it. I think actually this is the right number. If you bet the Rams earlier in the week, especially with those good numbers out, out there, bravo, good job. You got amazing closing line value. Uh, but I can't do anything with, with this at three. I think it's more correct with the Rams laying three in Arizona. Cardinals have been what they are. They're a bad football team to play a lot of close games. So if they manage to cover this number and Rams win by one, wouldn't shock me. But I can't do anything here, Alex. Interested to see how Kyler Murray looks now with his third game back because he looked good last week in the first half against the Texans, and then they came up very short in the second half. Um, I teased the Cardinals up at two and a half, so I have them at eight and a half. I think this will be a close game between these two we do have cooper cup back so that makes me a little nervous with the Rams side but oh and um williams is back as well so their offense should be able to move the ball um but it, again kyler murray has done very good he has had no rest at all so we'll see um how this one plays out let's go to the the other late game we just touched on this a little bit denver cleveland i, I know the total has moved a little bit I think I would not be surprised if we see a bunch of points in this game. And by a bunch of points, all we need to do is get into the 40s, and we're good here on a 37 and a half. We talked with Vinny earlier, Toggler here, highest two and a half, back to two on Denver. Uh, I can't do anything on the side. I, I I just don't trust Cleveland on the road. And even though Broncos have played well recently, I, something something's going on there. I, I, I don't know what, but something something doesn't feel 100% right, even though they're winning games. That's what I was a little shocked to hear you say this because they've won four in a row now and you were on them against the Bills. Um, yeah, I was on them last week too against against the Vikings. But look, I, I will say this. We Again, I think if you listen to this show, you know I'm way below the market on Buffalo. Yes. Last week I thought, all right, it's a good spot. I, I didn't bet it pre-flop. I ended up taking it in-game with Denver and got home. But it was it made sense. It was a spot to go against uh, against the Vikings. now. Mm -hmm. Dobbs. It all depended on what number you'd got last week because Denver won the game by one, where if you're laying those shorter numbers, you lost. If you took the money line, you, you got home on that. Uh, but again, this is a, a step up for the defenses that they will yes. face. But again, we talked about it earlier, big home road splits uh, with the Browns, uh, the best unit in football period at home, that defense, not the same away from Cleveland Browns Stadium. All right. Big time game. Philadelphia hosting the Bills. It's three. We're starting to see three evens and three plus monies in the market now on this. Lane Johnson during the show goes from not even on the injury report to questionable. That's very alarming on the day of the game, Alex. Um, if he doesn't go, that changes the calculus here because the one, the one game that Lane Johnson didn't play the majority of, Philly lost. They couldn't block the Jets. And Buffalo's defense, even though they're not the same unit, they still have an elite pass rush. So I would, if Lane Johnson's ruled out, I can't do anything here, even though I think the Eagles are better and they're at home. But if he's out, there's a whole different handicap here. And if you've got those three and a halfs that were out there on Buffalo earlier in the week, you should feel pretty good about yourself at the moment. Yes, you should. And I actually surprisingly did not take the Bills. I thought the Eagles was the right side here. I saw the three, and I was waiting to see if I would take it today or see if I'd get two and a half, but I actually, my favorite play in this game is over 23 and a half in the first half. We've seen the Eagles do this on multiple accounts. They're eight and two to the over in the first half. 
this season and their last four games against the Chiefs, Commanders, and the Dolphins. We saw a combined score of 27 and then against the Cowboys, 31. So they come out quick. I mean, that does concern me with Lane Johnson, though, because I need their offense to really score here in the first half. But Buffalo, too, I mean, they're trying to build off of their win last week against the Jets, where they did score 16 in that first half and then another 16 in the second. And that Jets defense is elite. So I think both teams will be able to score and then... You know, we've seen a lot of unders this year, and that is a high total at 48 and a half for the whole game. So I didn't feel comfortable going over the whole game. Yeah, play calling with Dor- with Dorsey out and Brady in a lot better. They they, yes. they used the Jets' weaknesses against them last week. Uh, and we'll see. Again, the numbers would dictate a positive regression coming for Buffalo. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out uh, there in Philadelphia later today. Uh, quickly here on these remaining two games here for today, uh, Kansas City here in Vegas taking on the Raiders. Nine and a half here at the South Point. There is some nine and even some eight and a half in the market here. Max Crosby was listed as doubtful. The report last night sounds like Max Crosby going to play, which you don't see the doubtful to play very often in the NFL. Uh, Kansas City's coming off a loss. If there's ever going to be a bounce back, hey, we're going to look like the team we've been the previous few years, it feels like it's coming today against a Raider team that – Played Miami pretty tough last week if you don't look at the box score. But if you look at the box score, it was pretty ugly there last week for Vegas. I could not agree with you more. When they lost on Monday, I was like, okay, I think the Chiefs have got this game easy against the Raiders here. I went with under 43, though, because we haven't seen the Raiders score over 20 except for one game this year. And the Chiefs are 5-0-1 to the under in their last six, so... I think their defense is definitely going to show up and slow this Raiders team down, although they have covered in the three games with uh, Coach Antonio Pierce. But I think this is the Chiefs game, and they're going to come out strong. I think we'll have a big game from Travis Kelsey as well. Let's go to Sunday night. Chargers are down to three-point underdogs. They've been taking pretty consistent money in this one against Baltimore. Uh, Desperation for the Chargers here tonight. If they lose, they're done. Four and seven, you're not recovering. There's just too many teams, even though, yes, they can win out. It's the Chargers. They're not winning six in a row to go from four and seven to into the playoffs, especially with having to get Kansas City and Buffalo later this year. And they still have two Denver games, which I don't think they're good enough to sweep the Broncos this year. Uh, Ravens, right now, the number one seed in the AFC. But Alex, even with being the number one team in the AFC, I'm not buying this team all the way through. I like the Chargers tonight. This feels like... If the Chargers are going to make anything in this season, they got to get tonight. Winning outright, I think, is in the cards here for L.A., but it is Brandon Staley, as we know. Yes, it is, and that is why I am on the opposite side of you. I laid the three with the Ravens. I am I fully bought in on this Ravens team. I think they are very good, both sides of the football. There's a reason why Lamar Jackson is in the MVP conversation he has looked very good, and I also took a little bit on over 45 and a half. I know it's up to 48 now, but I still think that is a good play here. I think we'll see both these teams come out. We know we got Justin Herbert on the other side who is doing absolutely everything in his power to win football games, even though he hasn't had much help, especially from the Chargers defense, and that is one of the reasons why I really like this over and the Ravens. I think uh, the Ravens offense, even without Mark Andrews, is going to have their way here with the Chargers defense. And the last one before we let you go all today and make sure you get your bets in as always on the South Point Sportsbook app, the Minnesota Vikings 
taking on the Chicago Bears here on Monday Night Football in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Looking pretty good for a playoff spot, even with everything that has happened. It'd be a surprise to see Justin Jefferson, but the betters are betting the Bears. This thing's down to two and a half now here at the South Point. I I think we've now officially gotten too aggressive here. Uh, Three and a half, four, no problem. Now that we're through the three, be a hard look at Minnesota here oh, yeah. playing short of three tomorrow night. Oh, I I completely agree. I think the Vikings should be favored by more than a field goal here. So two and a half, I will be looking for that. And we'll have more information on that tomorrow. Oh, as I said that, it moved right back to three as, as we were talking. <laughs> so that seems to be the buyback on Minnesota at two and a half, which, you know, it makes sense. I, I think that was too short at the two and a half on the Vikings. Uh, and again, well, the Bears the Bears have had a knack for playing close games and losing, as we know, Alex. So it'll be interesting to see that one tomorrow. We will have a full preview of that game and more on Monday's version of this show, going tomorrow, of course, at 3. Uh, again, shorter card today. Games get rolling in a few minutes from now. So uh, the one move that I will say, Jacksonville now down to a 1 against Houston. You can get an even better money line price if you like the Jags right now. Uh, Indy was up to three, back to two and a half again. And uh, still sitting at four um, and a half on New England. What about your second game of the day with the Giants and the Patriots? Still four and a half, yeah. What about the total? If that keeps going up, it might be time to jump on that under. 36. That's the highest it's been now the whole week. I'm not touching that. The prospect of points from the defenses in that game scares me because we're dealing with Belichick against a bad rookie quarterback. Yes. And we're dealing with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. So, and if the, and we'll also be able to tell early in that game, because there was a report this morning, Jake Glazer saying that uh, uh, things are not all right with Brian Dable and Wink Martindale right now uh, in New York. I just wonder if that defense comes out flat today and New England scores early, that thing could get very ugly very quickly uh, for the Giants as we get rolling here on a football Sunday, week 12. She's Alex White. I'm Jeff Parle. Shout out to the crew. Matt, Jerry, Sean, doing great work. As always, big thanks to Vinny for hopping in. You got about two minutes. Get your bets in for week 12. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you tomorrow, 3 o'clock Pacific time here on Sports by the Book.